Thanks for tuning in to Unsponsored Content. I'm your host, Jesse Resnick, bringing you interesting conversations and stories from the world of technology and advertising with industry experts who are creating with curiosity and courage. If it's interesting or innovating, let's talk about it. Listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final episode of the Identity Takeover on Unsponsored Content. If you've listened to the first three episodes, congratulations, you're one episode away from being a near expert in identity. In this episode, we're hearing from our publisher clients around the globe who are taking steps to offer support for buyers and marketers in the cookie-less world, and they're talking about how close collaboration across the programmatic ecosystem is key to keeping the open internet alive. Guests, let's start it off and tell me who you are, where you work, and what you do there. Thomas, we'll start with you. My name is Thomas Litzen. I work for Extrablad, which is a Danish tabloid news media, digital and old-school print. We are part of Denmark's largest publishing group called JP Politiken, and I head the ad sales and technology department. And Dave? I'm Dave Lesnovich. I'm the head of product for IBM Watson Advertising, and that encompasses the media products that you see on the Weather Channel properties, the apps and websites, plus our standalone ad tech and data businesses. I'm responsible for product strategy and go-to-market for all of our products and services, and so it's really being able to take advantage of the assets we have at IBM, create unique value propositions, and bring them to market to solve big problems for our clients. And Eduardo? I am Eduardo Perez. I am responsible for data and performance in the advertising business at Global, which is the largest media group in Brazil with channels across multi-platform on TV, streaming, and in the digital environment. Andy, you're up next. I'm Andy from IG International. I'm in charge of the advertising operation and outbound business. IG International is an on-demand video platform. We have 100% licensed and original Pan-Asian entertainment contents. And last but not least, Harvin. I'm Harvin Gupta. I head up the solutions engineering team at Zander. Uh, so my job is working predominantly with publishers, also with buyers, ad agencies, and literally anyone else who operates in the programmatic space. Thanks for those introductions. So we know the cookie-less world is coming. What are you doing to prepare? And what is the most important objective for you this year? Thomas, let's start with you. Basically, it's just still being part of the ad market. We need to still present ourselves as an alternative for buyers and agencies. So we need to be able to deliver our ad impressions to the buy side and still do that regardless of what happens with technology and regulations and policies. And in order to do that, we need to yeah, sort our capabilities and get control of our role in the end the value chain. And then I think what's very important for us is to become as accessible as possible for fire buyers from a privacy-centric perspective. Yes, the cookie-less world was just on our doorstep and then it, it went a little bit further away, but now is not the time to relax and wait for it to come. Now's a great time to really start to embrace new technologies like artificial intelligence 
to help craft your practices for the future state of advertising. And we know identifiers have been exiting the ecosystem for some time now. It's happened on iOS already. And now we're moving into the, the Google space and third-party cookies leaving us. So we've got a great opportunity to lean into new technologies like AI. And uh, AI is fantastic for harnessing the power of data and creating efficiencies. And we talk about AI, um, it's not just artificial intelligence, but it's augmented intelligence. It's how humans and machines are going to work together to solve for the future state of advertising. And it's exciting. It's really exciting, the future state of, of advertising, I think. I believe that the main strategy for companies to be prepared for this near future is to invest in the direct relationship with the consumer. Here at Global, our mission to create produce and distribute high-quality content for the Brazilian population brings us closer to hundreds of millions of people every day. This consumer who privileges us with his preference also offers the opportunity to have a deep understanding of Brazilian audience with whom we establish a direct relationship and to whom we offer a variety of experience, products, and services. In order to improve this experience and always complying with privacy regulations, we are working strongly on the use of machine learning algorithms, applying to our data lake to expand the knowledge we already have about our audience and to offer innovative advertising services for our clients' brands. And I guess my role on the sales side is to support Thomas and people in his role, other large publishers to go on that journey. So this is a huge change happening for ad tech. And we can almost think of it as like the next wave of ad tech almost, you know, there's so much innovation taking place and so much change taking place. And, and also, I think there's quite a lot of risk. So there's a lot of risk, but there's also a lot of opportunity. So I really see my role as working with publishers and buyers to try and help them navigate that. And part of that looks like trying to understand what their needs are and then how Xander as a tech platform can deliver technology that answers those needs. But really importantly as well, I think ad tech does need to change and it does need to be privacy focused. And that implies trade-offs and it implies making changes to what we're doing. I've spent a lot of time thinking about that and trying to think through technology, but also the education. So how can we bring people with us on that journey? Andy, what's important for you? I think the most important objective for IGE International is to develop our own advertising system and further polish our DMP to enhance our data capabilities. So we are building up a research and development team in Singapore. Meanwhile, just like what I said, we will continue to work with partners to come up with the solution. So we will be well prepared for the cookie-less world. Yeah, and I think that's a common task. And I think publishers and technology providers and uh, big players like Sander should take on this role and try in some kind of way to educate the market because uh, the market is very fragmented. And if you're an advertiser or a brand that looks out on the market and suddenly you see that your attribution isn't working anymore, it's difficult for you to reach your audiences, then you easily start panicking and may jump on some solutions that aren't durable and may end up harming your business for the long run. We as publishers and the responsible technologies, we have a responsibility to make sure that the advertisers, they meet the future the right way. I want to drill down on some of the things just mentioned, like the privacy-focused changes that are coming and also the need for more education. 
What are some of the challenges, in addition to being more privacy focused, that you think marketers and publishers will have when the traditional identifiers go away? And how are you thinking about solving for this? Obviously, education is one of them, but what are some other things? Thomas, let's start with you. Well, I think it's the whole notion about uh, identity. I'm not that happy about using identity as a term for, let's say, addressability or reaching your audience, because identity implies something completely different in my point of view. It implies that you actually know the person and identity is just a word that is kind of like a red flag in front of uh, lawmakers, especially the European ones and regulators. So that's, I think, one of the first steps in, in educating the ad market. That is to kind of create this common understanding that we cannot do one-to-one targeting. We cannot identify the persons or browsers or whatever proxy we use one-to-one anymore. It's a completely different game. And I think that's perhaps the biggest step because uh, I talk to a lot of advertisers and brands and it's difficult for them to, to understand that because for the past 10, 15 years, that has been their one and only goal. That is to find the user where he or she may be on whatever site. And in that process, a lot of them has forgotten the value of publishers, of journalism, of the proper context, brand safety. And all these things are something we are going to kind of re-educate the market in. I really agree with that. I think that's a great answer. What I really liked was that I think there are examples where we've, we've got a little bit lost and maybe it was the third party cookie that kind of enabled that. So for example, things are going to change in what we can measure. Things that were very easy to measure in the past are now going to be much harder. And what that means is we need to measure new things. We need to understand what does a successful campaign look like in this new world. And I think that's a good opportunity for us to start to think about, oh, actually, are we measuring the right things? Just because something can be measured, is it a useful KPI that we should be optimizing to? And what does the new way of working look like? And, and I think the wrong answer to that question is we should be trying to hack together the status quo and hack together solutions that may, make ad tech continue to look like what it does today, but without the cookie. I think that would be a, a wasted opportunity. Instead, what we should be thinking through is actually how can we reinvent parts of this industry that I think, frankly, do need to be reinvented. And this is the perfect opportunity to do that. So I thought that was a really good answer, Thomas. Eduardo, what are some challenges you're seeing? The best approach to be prepared for when third-party cookies are gone is to obtain consent for use of personal identifiable information. And therefore, this is the biggest challenge for advertisers. Brands that maintain a direct relationship with the consumer and have a wild audience are better prepared than others are. As an example, We can mention marketplaces and all the companies that prioritized e-commerce in recent years. For all other cases, the partnership with publishers will be essential for building a first-party strategy in the coming months to understand the consumer journey. Absolutely. I mean, the first thing you got to do is you got to carve out time to test and experiment because the inventory is going to change. The way you operate is going to change. The way you measure is going to change. And everybody wants a vibrant and, and open web to go along with the businesses that they're operating with Wall gardens out there. But there's still going to be dependence on Wall gardens to be part of the advertising ecosystem. 
and marketers are, are going to have to get savvy. And that's why I think that this little window of time we have here before the third-party cookies violently disappear is a great opportunity for everybody to dig in and, and start to test things because things are going to be changed. You want to learn. You don't want to be behind everybody else who's already taken these learning steps. So getting into it now for brands is paramount to success in the future. And then also sit in a, a really unique place from the publishing side of things because we are the Weather Channel and we have over 400 million uniques visiting our website and apps every month. And so for publishers, it's, it's different. The revenue model is going to change. In fact, we have stood up a subscription service that complements our advertising service. So two great businesses that we're running there. But just the way publishers are going to engage with consumers, get permission. And we talked about data privacy, who are we building up the relationships with and who wants to share information with us and who looks to remain anonymous and private. So that's going to change things way consumers experience the content that they receive and the overall advertising ecosystem is evolving and you're starting to see savvy publishers create great experiences that have both advertising and subscription models. With all of these changes rapidly happening, do you think it's brought marketers and publishers closer together in terms of their relationship? And what other changes have you seen? I actually do think that brands, and not just the big ones, but the whole span of advertisers and publishers are going to work closer and a lot closer than they've done before because we kind of have the same interests. Advertisers or brands, they have a real close relationship with their customers. We have a very close relationship with our readers, viewers, users, uh, whatever kind of publisher we are. We can actually bridge that and make sure that brands can communicate with our users in a privacy-centric way. And that's the key. And obviously, we need strong technologies to support us in that process. And technologies like, like Sander, but all technologies have a responsibility to invest in this direction because it can't just be open market anymore where nobody knows each other and where there are no relations. From the mere fact, as Harmon also said, that the third party cookie will go away. We bought us some time, but the very thing that has enabled this market where nobody knows each other, uh, more or less, it goes away. And then we need to kind of reconnect in the old-fashioned way. And that is partnerships, strong partnerships where advertisers bring in their capabilities, publishers bring in their, and then you do bespoke solutions and probably some of them will be scalable, some of them won't because they are tailor-made to fit the individual brand's uh, needs and purposes. I'm seeing this happen more and more. In the past, buyers cared about buy-side technology, so they'd obsess about are we using the right DSP, are we setting up our line items in the correct way and really much focus on, on what was going on in the buy side. But now more and more, brands and agencies are starting to think much more about what's happening on the sales side. And they're starting to examine the entire supply chain right from the publisher, when the impression leaves the publisher, how it flows through that supply chain and ends up in the buy side. So I think that's really important. And part of that conversation is brands and agencies trying to deeply understand what a publisher's setup looks like. How do they think about identity? How do they think about their inventory taxonomy? How do they think about their users? And how are they packaging that up? And I think 
actually the brands and the agencies that are going to win out in the future are the ones that can position themselves as close to the publisher as possible. And that's exactly what we're seeing today. And I think tools like Xander Curate allow that to happen because they allow an agency or a brand to build their own bespoke marketplace. And by building their marketplace, they're positioning themselves right next to the publisher. And they're giving themselves a head start in building those relationships and also being able to curate those those relationships and curate that inventory and, and package it all up in a in a really meaningful way. So I think that's a, a big shift that's happening. The buy side is starting to look at and invest in and think about the sell side and the supply chain a lot more than this ever happened before in my experience. I think everybody recognizes that getting into the future state of advertising together and solving these problems together is the way to go. No one doing it in a silo and being able to partner and, and share the needs throughout the value chain. And so whether it's really understanding what a brand's doing from a, a first party data perspective, what are they going to do to create uh, relationships with customers that are going to allow them to continue to build up that consumer relationship wherever they travel across the open web. And then on the publisher side of thing understanding of those brands' initiatives and creating opportunities to match data and create personalized advertising experiences that are relevant to that consumer. And the only way we're going to do this is doing it together because that's really what's going to help everybody be successful in the future. Eduardo, what are you saying? We are seeing increasing convergence in the search for better results for brands. We are witnessing the emergence of new forms of collaboration to achieve business objectives of advertising campaigns. Whether by increasing market share, brand positioning, sales conversion, or even strategic campaigns to build customer relationships in order to obtain first-party data. New services created from the application of machine learning algorithms and attribution models, campaign optimization, in-depth knowledge of audience interests, onboarding and data clean room allow us to explore the joint strength of publishers and advertisers. And Andy, how about an APAC? I think the relationship between publishers and the buyers are closer uh, than before, along with major announcements from browser technologies. The cooperation is essential if we want to continue to perform and achieve the marketing ROIs. In addition to the change of identity. We also have the same challenges, the pandemic. It changed our users' behaviors dramatically. They spent more time on video consumption because of lockdown, and it probably will not be recovered very soon. So under the new normal circumstance, buyers would find new ways to reach out audiences during pandemic days. Yeah, and I think the obvious next question would then be if uh, advertisers or brands and publishers start working closely together, what room is left for agencies? And from my perspective, there's a lot of room because advertisers need agencies to help them pick out the right publishers to pick out the right technology and onboard them to that and ask the right questions. Still a lot of work and perhaps we will revert back to old-fashioned media planning and move away from trading of impressions, but back to counseling and planning and strategy and a lot of room for agencies in the ecosystem. Yeah, I think that's uh, understandable because things are getting more complex. 
So even just a number of different types of identifiers that exist or different types of contextual solutions that exist. And each one of them works well in a particular environment or solves for a particular use case, but there's not a one size fits all solution. So I think the agency that can bridge that and can understand that space and kind of turn something that's very complicated into something that the marketer can understand and work with. There's a real need for that. And I think actually the role of the agency is as important, if not more important than ever, because as the complexity increases, it's up to the agency to kind of navigate that complexity on behalf of the brand. So I think I agree with you there. I think you hit the nail by saying one size fits all because that was the third party cookie and it is slowly disappearing. And I know that I spoke to some people in the ad market and they were kind of, hey, now we bought us another two years and I was kind of, no, you, you haven't actually, because even though Google isn't facing out the third party cookie yet, you still have regulators and lawmakers. And now there's an open space for them because they're not happy about the situation where the third party cookie allows for a lot of uh, unregulated data leakage or it's messy. And they will start moving in on this territory now and limiting the use cases. Uh, so we are in a hurry, actually. And I know this is a an acute problem in the Danish market because you have so many people that have iPhones. And that means everyone's using a browser where the cookie hasn't existed for a long time. So the reality is that while Google might have given us a two-year extension, it makes perfect business sense to be addressing this problem today. And I've seen it firsthand that publishers and buyers that are addressing the cookieless future today and put a strategy in place now, they're seeing the uplift, they're seeing the benefits of that. So we can't bury our heads in the sand. And it's a little bit frustrating because a deadline is very good at concentrating minds. It gives you a, a time to work towards. And I think it's great. We've got two years to build better solutions. We can't wait two years and build what we would have built now, but in two years time, what we want is something that's bigger and better, more thought out, more integrated. So the two years is good for that respect, but we can't lose focus and we certainly can't stick our heads in the sand. That would be a disaster. We know that first party data is only going to get more important. How are you looking to advance your data strategy and achieve cross-site and cross-channel demand at scale? Dave, what's your perspective with IBM? It's a great opportunity that's out there. And so data in general, you've got first party data. We also have third party data that's available and you've got other data that's going to make its way into the advertising ecosystem that is privacy forward. And being the, the weather channel, we have weather data and we've taken that weather data and married it with consumer behavior, even going so far as to partnering with someone like Nielsen to bring us in retail shopping data. So we have taken advantage of this great wealth of weather data we have and its ability to predict consumer behavior in a privacy forward way. And so that's agnostic to the platform. It's display, it's video, it's digital out of home, OTT and CTV. So it's a great example of privacy forward data targeting. Now going into the first party data side of things, we're going to make sure that we have all the permissions that we need to get in order to have that one-to-one -one relationship. And then we're going to present the right message to that user based on what they're interested in hearing about it from, whether that's personalized ads that are relevant to their lifestyle or if it's a subscription offer that's going to help them get more out of their weather experience. For some years now, our TV audience's desire to interact with our programming has occurred on our digital properties only after a registration process. In this way, our reality shows or sporting events 
encourage participation in polls that are disclosed during the programming. Another successful strategy was exploring the audience of our OTT solution called Global Play that features our own entertainment, journalism, and sports content, in addition to international series. Our knowledge of the behavior of this TV consumer in our streaming enables our better understanding about consumer interests through the digital tools. This strategy has made us reach more than 100 million registered users in our first-part data identifier called GlobeID, which is our best consumer knowledge platform. Another important point to highlight is our investment in data science tools and things to extract the best insights of our advertisers and us. Andy, how are you looking to advance your strategy? We are investing heavily in building up the first-party data and make it accessible for programmatic buyers. As an OTT player, we focus a lot in mobile and connect TV. The first-party data will value-add to our value proposition while allowing us to better identify users across devices. Meanwhile, we are also building up lookalike audiences to bring a variety of audiences to our bios, not only gender, age, but also business interests, like milk powder users, online gaming users, electric car users, and many more. Speaking of how to identify users across channels, we will continue to work with our partners to come up with the industry ID, the uniform ID, PBID, for example. Starting with cross-site, cross-channel, we actually don't foresee our first-party data to be working cross-site or at least not out of our own ecosystem within JP Politiken. We see first-party data as a way of enabling our audiences to advertisers when they buy our inventory. But if we need to scale targeting, I think we should look much more at contextual because contextual is uh, totally free of any uh, privacy limitations. It is, as it says, just contextual. But if we get a standard, if we develop a standard across publishers, so that the buy side is able to buy the same contextual segment across sites, then you will get some of the old-fashioned cross-site targeting back. But it won't be one-to-one. It won't be based on, on cookies. It will be based on contextual. And that's something we are trying to promote. We are discussing with European partners uh, how to enable that. We have discussions with the IAB, with Tech Lab. And I think it's something that we as publishers, along with technologies, should drive. It's our responsibility, it's our data, and we need to kind of sort out our businesses so we don't offer a variety of thousands of different segments to the buy side that would only confuse and that would obviously not make us succeed. But going back to the first party strategy, we've been working with first party initiatives for the past almost uh, three years, uh, building our own platform in close cooperation with agencies and advertisers and also with Sander in order to meet those requirements we are seeing right now. So, so we are able to deliver 
first-party audiences to the market in Denmark. And we are one of a few, so very few publishers have actually invested in that direction. And we really do hope that they will start doing so because if publishers, in a way, if they we don't unite and present a viable alternative, then we will see the big platforms, Facebook, Amazon, Google, steal the market. And obviously, we wouldn't want that because we need to fund journalism. and We have kind of a higher purpose. And I don't mean to sound arrogant about that, but that's how all business work. Couldn't agree more. I'm really excited. I think publisher first party data is going to play a huge part of the marketing mix going forward. I think publishers are really in a privileged position because they're able to ask for consent. They're able to have persistent identifiers and they're able to explain the value exchange to their users. And I don't think there's anyone else in the ecosystem that is able to do that. So this is going to put publishers in a very privileged position going forward. And I think exactly like Thomas said, it's a golden opportunity now for publishers that have invested in their first party data to start to monetize that. And I think they're the publishers that are going to win out. All right, you all are out of the hot seat in just a moment. My last question gives you bonus points if you can answer it in one sentence. What are each of you most excited to see happen in the programmatic space over the next 18 months as we all become less reliant on the third-party cookie? Harvin, let's start with you. I'm excited about working in a a privacy-first industry. I'm excited about people understanding that ad tech is actually good. And like Tom said, it's a, a force for good because we're funding journalism and we're able to do that in a way that puts the user's choices front and center. The best result to be achieved by the advertising ecosystem is to place consumer privacy as a number one priority. I believe that all these changes will be very positive and we will have better advertising based on the transparency provided by this new scenario. We will be able to see that good quality content will be increasingly valued to contextualize campaign delivery. However, The point that I believe to be most transformative is the new opportunities for direct relationship with the consumer that companies will develop to be ever closer to their customers in order to get to know them better. Associated with this D2C scenario, collaboration between publishers, agencies, and advertisers to address the consumer in a consented and contextualized way at the most appropriate time might be the rule of thumb of this new era. I think I'm I'm most excited about publishers regaining their part of the value chain and presenting themselves as uh, real alternatives to the big platforms that we are able to ensure that brands can reach their audiences and we can do that in a way that um, that's not to sound arrogant, but that delivers the same kind of quality as you see in the big platforms. Yeah, I think it goes back to what we've been talking about the past few minutes is that there's going to have to be innovation. The cookie crutch is going to go away and everybody's going to have to get really, really creative and innovate. And so that, you know, it's, it's cyclical. Programmatic was an innovation, right, itself. So now we're in a place where the programmatic space is mature. And what are we doing next to innovate in the space for the, the next decade? I think the you see the consolidation and supply chain happening, and that's lending to additional innovation, making your platforms one-stop shopping for their customers. But just really, you've got other types of technologies, like I mentioned weather as a future-proof targeting capability. 
You've got contextual and the AI that's now informing contextual targeting that has advanced over the past few years. And last but not least, Andy. From my perspective, the most excited thing to see happen is the universal ID, which created by the industry and for the industry. Because, you know, most campaigns still have strong demands on cross-channel coverage. So I believe the industry is certain to find a solution for the identity. The universal ID is going to be very exciting, Andy. I totally agree there. And I'm excited to see if and when it happens, how the industry adopts it. Among other things, this conversation was so enlightening. I learned so much. Thank you to my guests for joining me and sharing all of the upcoming initiatives that you're working on as the third party cookie goes away. Thanks again to all of our listeners. I hope that you feel a lot more knowledgeable about the upcoming changes around privacy and identity in the digital advertising space. And a huge, huge, huge shout out to Georgie Broadhead, who works on the Xander and Mia marketing team for ideating this entire series. She's brilliant. And this entire series was brilliant. And also to Christine Rubenstein for being a great producer and making this series come together as great as it did. So thank you so much to all the people mentioned and the listeners. I hope you enjoy next week's episode, which is all about monetized TV and behind the product. Until next week, see you then. Unsponsored content is produced by Christine Rubenstein and Sound by Laura with special support from the Xander Communications team. For the latest updates and to get caught up on season one, follow us on social media at Xander on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter. If you like this podcast or wanted to give us feedback, follow, rate, and subscribe with us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Thanks for tuning in. See you later, alligators. The views or opinions expressed by the speakers are solely their own and do not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Xander Inc.